Hallelujah. Let somebody say, my trust is in you. Say, my Lord, Jesus is reliable. My God is reliable. Give thanks to him, give thanks to him, give thanks to him, give thanks to him. The Bible says you can trust on God's word being true. It can never fail. No word of God is void of fulfillment. Jesus Christ is the surety of every God's word. So the Bible says when God speaks, the wise listen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let someone say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Say someone, someone is somewhere Watching out for me, praying for me. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated in this presence. People of God, you know that the man of God has been praying for you, for me, and for the whole world. He's standing in the presence of God interceding for you, for me, and for the whole world. Three weeks ago, Prophet T.B. Joshua sent a message to the nation Nigeria, which we shall play for you now to remind you and to thank you for your prayers and your fasting. You remember? He sent a message to Nigeria to pray and to fast from Wednesday to Thursdays for God to change the bad he sees to good. And he said that he was not permitted to mention the exact incident. That is why he sent a messenger. Thank you for your prayers and for your fasting. Prophet T.B. Joshua will be coming to your midst to tell you the man of God. I can see you are happy. I told you the other day, when a prophet stands in the gap between God and you, blessing will come. Protection come. You are blessed. Let someone say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So please, watch. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. I would like to have your attention and viewers all over the world for a special message of the prophet, for you and for the whole world, which I'm going to read in Jesus' name. Amen. So our prophet will not be able to be with us today, but he is with us in the spirit. Amen. As you know, and you are watching on Emmanuel TV, he has been praying for you, praying for me, praying for the whole world. You remember the message he said? That this year, 
is a very fearful year. You can imagine the revelation he has. So he has to pray for God to give him wisdom on how to present this message to the world at large. He has a message now for the nation Nigeria. Message for Nigeria. That Nigeria should fast and pray this coming Thursday and the upper next Wednesday to pray so that God can change the bad happening he sees. God change it to good. Which I am not permitted to say exactly what will happen. So let us pray and fast Thursday and next upper Wednesday. This revelation will be read to you the moment God gives him the wisdom to present it to you. It will be given to you. It will be presented to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Say thank you, Jesus. Let someone say thank you, Jesus. Say where God guides, he provides. Where God guides, he protects. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Let someone say thank you, Jesus. Let someone say thank you, Jesus. As I said, the man of God will come into your midst to tell you the mind of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Let someone say, I am under his eyes. I under his eyes. Say, I am under his eyes. That nothing out of God's control can happen to me. I am safe. Thank you, Jesus. Give thanks to him once again. Give thanks to him once again. <laughs> Brethren, there are two sides to life. First, we have the spiritual side. The ultimate conclusion where Satan was defeated. Second, we have the natural side. Where people try to figure God out of their natural mind. When these two dimensions of life are clearly discerned, only then, we can be able to navigate and negotiate the spiritual war around us. Because we are not fighting flesh and blood. We are not fighting people with flesh and blood. You are fighting someone without body. We are fighting spirit being, spirit to spirit. Let somebody say the battle is the Lord. So the believer who walks in the natural is no match for Satan. But glory be to God Almighty that victory is ours. Let someone say victory is mine. The natural man, the man of the intellect, 
cannot understand or receive the things of the Spirit of God. That's why the Bible urges every believer today to get your eyes fixed not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Say, neighbor, neighbor. Walk, by walk by faith, not by sight. A Christian should be careful of what he's looking at. Because what he's looking at can influence his thoughts and his future actions. Because life is a warfare. Life is a battlefield where only the serious-minded can be victorious. Il y a deux côtés à la vie. Le côté spirituel, la conclusion finale où le diable a été vaincu. Il y a le côté naturel où les hommes essayent d'imaginer, de comprendre Dieu par leur faculté naturelle. Mais la Bible dit que le croyant qui marche dans le naturel ne peut pas rivaliser contre le diable. Parce que nous ne combattons ni la chair ni contre le sang, mais nous combattons contre des esprits. Voilà pourquoi la Bible dit à tous les chrétiens de porter le regard non pas sur ce qui est visible, mais sur ce qui est invisible. Un chrétien doit faire attention à ce qu'il regarde, parce que ce qu'il regarde peut influencer ses pensées et ses actions futures. Nous vivons dans un monde qui est une guerre. La vie est une guerre aux seuls ceux qui ont une pensée sérieuse, une pensée concentrée, sont victorieux. Say, life is a battlefield. Where only the serious-minded are victorious. Say, neighbor, are you ready for the battle? The neighbor, get your heart set. Get your mind set. This leads us to our message this morning, the battle in your thoughts. Let someone say the battle in your thoughts. Let me take you to our proof text, the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 10. I will start my reading from verse 2. But I beg you that when I am present, I may not be bold with that confidence by which I intend to be bold against some. Who think of us as if we walked according to the flesh? Verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Say neighbor, bringing every thought into captivity of the obedience of Christ. The devil is our common enemy. But he hates our looking at things from God's point of view. Because he knows that the man who learned to walk in Christ Jesus in faith has Satan under his feet. That is why he does not want every believer to walk in faith. But rather, he wants them to walk by sight. The battle we face in our daily living is with our senses. 
what you see, what you hear, what your circumstances look like. And our senses point us to the physical world, to the natural world. Whereas the Bible says that the believer does not have strength as long as he operates in the natural. Say, neighbor, the believer does not have strength as long as he operates, he makes decision in the natural. Operates in the natural. Those who rely on sense knowledge. And the senses cannot see beyond now. But those who operate in the spirit are those who rely on revelation truth. I mean the mind of God through the revealing word of God. Say neighbor, we don't walk by sight. By faith. Walk by faith, not by sight. Let me take you an example in the book of Matthew chapter 16. It's all about Simon Peter. Matthew chapter 16 from verse 15. Jesus asked, who do people say I am? Some say one of the prophets. But Jesus looked around his disciples and asked them, you, who do you say I am? Verse 16, Simon Peter listened to his divine nature. I mean, he listened to the testimony of his heart. And upon hearing the revealing word of God, he confessed Christ, the son of the living God. And he received approval from Jesus and blessing from Jesus. But in the other moment, in verse 23, when Jesus predicted, when he predicted his death at the cross for the salvation of our soul to fulfill the scripture, the same Simon Peter listened to the feeling of his human nature and stood against the Lord. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. For you are mindful, not the things of God, but the things of mine. What does this mean to you and me? Getting you and me to look at things from the natural, looking at life, its storms, adversities, from the natural point or human point of view, is a trap of the enemy to derail you from your natural focus. Say, neighbor, looking at life, its storms, its trouble, its adversities, from the human point of view, is a trap of the enemy to derail you from your focus. Ce qui est arrivé à Simon-Pierre, dans Matthieu, Matthieu 16, verset 16. Pierre a écouté le témoignage de son cœur. Il s'est soumis à la révélation divine et a confessé Jésus, le Fils de Dieu. Et Jésus le récompensa et le bénit. 
L'instant d'après, quand Jésus a annoncé à Pierre sa mort à la croix, Pierre a écouté les sentiments de sa nature humaine. Il a commencé à s'opposer au Seigneur. Et le Seigneur lui a dit, « Arrière de moi, Satan, tu es un piège. Tu penses comme les hommes, non comme Dieu. » Cela veut dire, quelle que soit ta situation, si tu te mets à considérer les choses du point de vue humain, la vie, ses difficultés, ses tempêtes, ses circonstances du point de vue humain, c'est une piège du diable pour te faire dévier de ton objectif légitime. Say neighbor, watch and pray. Say neighbor, watch and pray. Man's conscience is God's instrument for discernment. Say my heart, my conscience is God's instrument for discernment. Therefore watch. Our heart is the watchman. Your heart is the watchman. And Prophet Tibijusha says that I do not see Satan in the natural. I see him in the spiritual realm. Therefore, if your heart slips, the devil takes opportunity to attack. La conscience de l'homme est l'instrument de Dieu pour le discernement des choses spirituelles. Le cœur de l'homme, c'est la sentinelle, c'est la garde. Et l'homme de Dieu dit que je ne vois pas le diable dans le naturel, je le vois dans le spirituel. Cela veut dire que si ton cœur est en sommeil, le diable en prend l'opportunité pour t'attaquer. What makes your heart sleep? Ask neighbor. Neighbor, what makes your heart sleep? Negative thoughts. Anger. Offense. Fists of rage. These are the things that make your heart to sleep. Because it damages the heart. Say, neighbor, discipline your heart. Say, neighbor, take care of your heart. Watch over your heart. Why? Our heart is a realm of desires and emotions. So vain and idle talk is a product of a vain and idle heart. Vain and idle thoughts and words are the products of a vain and idle heart. Therefore, discipline your heart. Because only dedication and discipline are the fruit of victory to overcome the battle of thoughts raging within you. Let someone say dedication and discipline is a means of victory against the battle of thoughts going inside of you. Therefore, capture your thoughts for the glory of God. Discipline ton cœur, parce que ton cœur, c'est le siège des émotions et des sentiments. Les paroles vaines et oisives sont le produit d'un cœur oisif. Alors discipline ton cœur. Capture ton cœur pour la gloire de Dieu. How do we discipline our heart? As we are sitting down, 
many thoughts are going. You are here because you face a giant. You are here saying, when will I separate myself with this woman? Shall I divorce her? Shall I leave? Shall I close this business? Shall I have another one? Many thoughts are going in our hearts today. Neighbor, discipline your heart. Say, discipline your heart. How do we discipline our heart? Prophet Tibi Joshua says, give your heart a job. Don't let your heart give you a job. Say, neighbor. Give your heart a job. Don't let your heart give you a job. He says, if you don't give assignment to your heart, your heart will give assignment to itself. Your heart will keep roaming about, taking you to the past, from one thought to another, and putting you into trouble. Comment discipline notre cœur? Donne du travail à ton cœur. Ne laisse pas ton cœur te donner du travail. Car si tu ne donnes pas du travail à ton cœur, ton cœur va se donner lui-même du travail. Il va commencer à errer d'une pensée à l'autre et te mettre dans les problèmes. Discipline your heart to become your servant, not your master. So that you can be able to concentrate on the things that are in the spirit. Say, discipline your heart. Discipline your mind. Discipline your heart to become your servant, not your master. So that you can think, you can concentrate on the things of the spirit. Because your thoughts have presence. Discipline ton cœur par la parole de Dieu. Donne du travail à ton cœur. Que ton cœur devienne ton serviteur et pas ton maître. Afin que tu puisses te concentrer dans les choses de l'esprit. Car tes pensées ont de la présence. What does it mean that your thoughts have presence? There are many thoughts going through your heart today. That thought will lead you to action. That thought can lead you to success or to failure. Because man exercises the will through the heart, through the mind. À quoi penses-tu? La pensée de ton cœur peut te conduire à l'erreur. Parce que l'homme exerce sa volonté par la pensée. Say, neighbor, your thoughts have presence. This means what happened in your heart will happen in time. Because our life reflects what is in our heart. What happened in your heart will happen in time because our life reflects what is in our heart. This means our life will always go to the level of our thoughts because our words and our actions express our thoughts, which are the seeds of our lives. Your life will always go to the level of your thoughts because your words and deeds express your thoughts, which are the seeds of your life. For a man's life is what his thoughts make it. 
prends contrôle de ton cœur. Parce que tes pensées ont de la présence. Ça veut dire que ce qui se passe dans ton cœur va se réaliser. Car notre vie reflète nos pensées. Notre vie va toujours au niveau de nos pensées. Pourquoi Parce que nos actes et nos paroles reflètent nos pensées qui sont les semences de votre vie. La vie de l'homme est le reflet de ses pensées. A man's life is what he's thinking all day long. That's why the Bible says, the thought in your heart, what you are thinking about within you, that's where the unending battle starts. What you are thinking deep inside of you, That's where the endless battle starts. It is only by making what is right that can get you to the victory in this unending spiritual warfare. It is only by the right choice you make that can take you to victory in the face of this endless spiritual warfare. It is an ending battle, an ending warfare. Why? Because we battle with our thoughts throughout our lifetime. Our heart, say my heart, is the communication point, contact point between God's suggestion to do what is right. Or the devil's suggestion to do what is wrong. Can't you see? Our heart is a communication point between God's suggestion to do what is right in the sight of God or evil spirit to suggest what is wrong. Our thoughts have presence. Let someone say a man's life is what his thought make it. There will be a constant battle of thoughts in your heart. You have to be ready for that battle and face it. There should be, there will be a constant battle of the thoughts in your heart. There are two opposing forces, right and wrong, faith and doubt. Good and evil. Say brethren. Say brethren. Great thoughts produce great decision. La Bible dit que la pensée de l'homme reflète sa vie. Ta pensée reflète ta vie. Ce qui se passe dans ton cœur va se réaliser dans le monde visible. La Bible dit, fais attention à tes pensées. Pourquoi? Ce que tu penses dans ton cœur, c'est le début de la guerre perpétuelle. C'est seulement en faisant ce qui est juste que tu as la victoire contre cette bataille des pensées qui est une guerre spirituelle perpétuelle. La seule solution de faire ce qui est juste, si tu fais ce qui est juste, 
C'est la seule façon de triompher de cette bataille des pensées qui fait rage dans ton cœur. La victoire est à toi. Tourne-toi vers Jésus. Let someone say, victory is mine. Because I'm not alone. The battle is the Lord. Say, neighbor. Neighbor. Who is your strength? The Lord is my strength. Brethren, whether we like it or not, there is a war going out. But glory be to God, we are more than a conqueror. The battle on the outside is only a reflection of the battle on the inside. La bataille à l'extérieur n'est qu'un reflet de la bataille qui se déroule à l'intérieur de toi. Let me give you an example. In the book of 2 Kings, Chapter 6, from verse 15 to 16. Let's look at the notable biblical hero, prophet Elisha. The Bible says there was a war going on. And any time the king of the opposing army was setting up his strategy in his room, talking to his generals, all his plan was revealed to Israel. They say, who is betraying us? And someone say, It is the prophet Elisha who is revealing far away the word you are speaking in your bedroom. He said, let's go and catch him. They woke up in the morning. The town was surrounded by armies. The servant of the prophet saw it and get overwhelmed and scared. Naturally, prophet Elisha and his servant were defenseless, defenseless in the face of a heavenly armed Syrian army. That is why it is not a surprise to see his servant lose balance and emotion out of much agitation and fear because he concentrated, he focused on what the immediate situation was saying, not on what God has to say. But Elisha, being a man of faith, remained calm, calculated, and determined. Why? Because he was able to see beyond the situation at hand. What matter brought you today here? Jesus has the answer. I want you now, now, now to stop magnifying your trouble above your God. Jesus is greater than all. He was able to be calm and determined because he was able to see the other side. Let someone say, see the other side. When he saw on the other realm, spiritual realm, he knew that his God has made adequate provision for him to face the enemy. And God gave him the victory. Total victory. Absolute victory. Let someone say God is faithful. Encourage your neighbor. Say neighbor, fear not. Neighbor, fear not. No matter your trouble, you are in his presence. 
He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. When the prophet saw his servants being frightened, he said to him, do not be afraid of the calamities of this world because fear brings torment, anguish, anxiety. Rather than magnifying the cause of your fear, equip yourself with the thoughts of God. Let someone say the thoughts of God. Let someone say the mind of Christ. The mind of God. You have to know God's opinion over your situation. That's the key. That's the way out. Brethren, no matter the war going inside of you right now, as you are listening to me, no matter your giant, we have a friend. Man of God call him the wonderful unseen guest, the Holy Spirit who will conquer every giant in your life today. Yeah. Do you believe that? Yeah. Do you believe that? Yeah. Say, I am, I am not alone. Say, I am not alone. Brethren, if the one who overcomes dwells in you, you will overcome every obstacle today in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Now, what is the lesson of this? When you know God's opinion about your situation, about your life, about your business, about your marriage, you will fear no more. You will worry no more. You will doubt no more. Because that will impart a strength to endure whatever you are going through. Because someone is aware. Lorsque tu connais la pensée de Dieu, ce qui s'est passé entre Élisée et son serviteur dans 2 Rois, chapitre 6, verset 15. La Bible dit que le prophète Élisée révélait les secrets, les stratégies du roi, du roi de Syrie qui se préparait à attaquer Israël. Et chaque fois qu'il faisait des plans d'attaque, son plan était révélé par le prophète. Il s'est dit, il y a quelqu'un qui nous trahit. Quelqu'un dit, non, c'est le prophète Élisée qui est là-bas en Israël, qui révèle les paroles que tu dis dans ta chambre. Le roi dit, alors on va aller l'attraper. Le matin, le prophète et son serviteur ont vu une armée nombreuse. Le serviteur a vu les soldats, il a paniqué. Mais l'homme de Dieu lui a dit, n'aie pas peur. Car ceux qui sont avec nous sont en plus grand nombre que ceux qui sont contre nous. Le serviteur a paniqué, pourquoi Parce qu'il s'est concentré sur les situations actuelles. Il a commencé à paniquer, à perdre toute émotion, toute balance émotionnelle à cause de l'agitation et de la crainte. Parce qu'il s'est focalisé sur ce que sa situation disait, non pas sur ce que Dieu dit. Mais le prophète lui-même est demeuré calme, déterminé, parce qu'il était capable de voir au-delà de la situation présente. Il a regardé l'autre dimension de l'esprit. Il a vu que son Dieu avait fait suffisamment de providence pour qu'il puisse affronter les armes de l'ennemi et il triompha par la puissance de Dieu. Cela veut dire quelque sorte ton problème aujourd'hui, c'est qu'il te faut comprendre c'est de connaître la pensée de Dieu dans ta situation. C'est de connaître la pensée de Dieu sur ta situation, ce que Dieu dit de ton mariage, de ta famille, de ta destinée, de ton travail. Car cela va te donner la force pour endurer les épreuves présentes. 
Finally, brethren, faith is the means of victory in this battle of thoughts. Why? Because faith comes when the word of God prevails over the thinking processes. La Bible dit que la foi est la source de la victoire dans cette bataille des pensées. Pourquoi? Parce que la foi survient lorsque la parole de Dieu prévaut contre le processus des pensées. Say neighbor, get ready for the victory. Are you ready for the victory? Yes. Are you ready for the victory? Yes. Remember David, he was afraid. Are you ready for the victory? Yes. Say victory is mine today. Is mine today. Say today my enemy, my enemy has, made has made a big error. He has made a big mistake by allowing you to be here in the presence of the Lord. Today you are more than a conqueror. You will overcome. The prophet said, Prophet Tibi Joshua said, there's a difference between meditation and thinking. He said that meditation has to do with the knowledge of heaven. Knowledge of the will of God in your matter through the revealing word of God. But thinking, thinking has to do with the senses. Thinking has to do with the problem at hand. That's why thinking leads to depression. It damages the heart. It brings worry. And worry destroys our sense of judgment. But the Bible says, as you meditate on the word of God, you will overcome every negative thought. As you meditate on the word of God, you will overcome every negative thought. Those negative thoughts triggered by Satan may persist in your mind in staying, but refuse to accommodate those thoughts. Refuse to put them into words and they will die and bubble. The scriptures say, submit to God and resist the evil one. La Bible dit que la parole de Dieu, la parole de vie, elle te permet de triompher de toutes les pensées négatives dans ton cœur. Comment et pourquoi? La parole de Dieu qui sort de ta bouche produit un esprit de vainqueur en toi, car cette parole rafraîchit ta pensée. La parole de Dieu, c'est l'arme absolue pour vaincre les pensées négatives. Ces pensées négatives sont l'œuvre du diable. Il les fait pourquoi? C'est l'œuvre du diable qui peut persister à demeurer dans ta pensée, mais refuse de les accommoder, refuse de les libérer en parole. Say neighbor. The way out for you has come. The way out for me has come. No matter what happens, no matter what comes, speak only the word of God. Speak only the word of faith over your situation, over your marriage, over your business, over your health, over every aspect of your life. Because if your heart and your mind are filled with the word of Jesus, you will overcome every obstacle in your life. You will overcome every trial that comes upon your way. And such will be the case of you today if you believe. Do you believe? Do you believe that? Therefore, begin to rejoice. Because any moment from now,
Any moment from now, you will begin to see the name of Jesus Christ working in the spirit. You will see the word of God, the living word of God, working in the spirit, uprooting, tearing down, destroying all the stronghold of the devil against your life. You will see his power. Someone says his power. An anointing that breaks the yoke. Therefore, take heart. Let someone say, take heart. Jesus cares. Because Jesus sees. He knows you. He knows your past. He knows your present. He knows your future. May God bless his word.